Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we speak to small cap executives right after they put on important news. With us today, Peter Hawley, present CEO of, you can see in the background there, Fabled Silver Gold, trades on TSX Venture, out of the stock symbol FCO. The company controls 100% of the Santa Maria Gold and Silver property in Mexico. It's got a silver equivalent 43.11 of 3.2 million ounces indicated, 1.1 million furred, but they are working to expand that. In fact, they're in the middle of an 8,000 meter program right now that's been increased to 9,200 meters, a second drill added. Why? They've already got, for example, their best historical intercept, 11 meters of 1,672 grams per ton of silver and 3.74 grams per ton of gold. They got all sorts of fantastic results. It's in an amazing area, uh, a mining-friendly jurisdiction, but that's the least of it. You know, one of their one of their neighbors has produced over 250 million ounces of silver. The whole area has produced more silver over the last 500 years, 600 years than you can imagine, and they've got fantastic infrastructure. Peter, welcome back. Thank you very much, George. Great to be back. So you got two press releases. First. Drill hole, uh, SM20, 8B, big number there. And then right after that, you announced that you're increasing the drill program to 9,200 meters from 8,000 and adding a second drill. So safe to say that that last drill hole is was the final decision necessary to increase it. Why the increase in exploration drilling? Uh, there's two parts to that, George. Um, and I'll, I'll just try to go back and, and the, the or the people that haven't been following us sort of set up the, the sequence. But sure. as you remember that I was always predicting that there's more east-west structures than the original Santa Maria structure. And, and as such, the IP geophysics showed that. And then um, there was also, we predicted that there, there would be north cell structures and or north south liniments, very similar to what you see within the Peral camp, which has produced over 800 million ounces. And there's no reason why you shouldn't see them on the property. And, and so as such, we've identified, turns out to be now, multi north south structures. You guys were right, and, you're dead on. Yeah, and the one in particular, George, um, it's in the central part of the, the structure. And, and, and in reality, they, they would class in the geology terms or structural terms, we would classify this as a C1 um, regional fault. So, so it's the top of the category of faults, the strength, and, and, it, and it's tectonic. And when I say tectonic, it means this is a big friggin' fault. So hole eight, and why I'm talking about this is hole eight, we, we left, we were on one side of the fault, we, we went around to the other side of the fault, and on hole eight, we were going to drill obliquely across this fault and hit the Santa Maria structure. And we got about 62 or 66 meters down the hole, and the, the hole size of the core we're drilling was about one and seven eighths inch wide diameter. And because of the broken ground and the oblique angle and everything else, we ended up plugging up the core barrel and we couldn't advance and everything else. So we came out of the hole and decided to go back in the hole, but we're going to drill it bigger. And so we're going to take a larger volume of rock. And in this case, it was increased to three and three quarters inch. And pretty much doubling it. 
Yeah, and that would give us the the um, uh, the structural integrity, so to speak, within the rock to be able to you know get through the zone. And so the guys went back in, they reamed it out down to 62 meters or, or wherever we lost the other one, and then continued on to the bottom of the hole. Now, what's, what's really interesting, and I've all, I told all the guys there, is that, you know, whenever we hit the zone, make sure you drill through the zone and, and get into bearing ground on the other side of it by enough meters to say, yes, we clearly have, and then that way we know we've done our job. Well, in this case, they drilled down and they said, yes, we've hit the zone. But what they didn't tell me, George, was, hey, this is a different type of rock. We haven't seen this before. And we're not really sure it's going to run. So what we'll do is a sample costs about $35 US sample. So rather than sample this whole interval, we'll just take one sample out of it and we'll see if it runs. So they did. And they took a 1.1 meter sample. And, and as you mentioned, it ran, I don't know what it was, 79 grams per ton. So, of silver. Seven, yeah, 75.9, call it 76, 76 grams per ton, ton of silver. Of it ended. Right. Well, the, the, the seven meters after that to the end of the hole is the exact same unit with the exact same mineralization, probably looks even better. And they never sampled or they never assayed it. So um, needless to say, I wasn't very happy. <laughs> uh, so we have sampled it and it went into the lab yesterday and it's on a priority rush to get those results back. But to make it even worse than that, George, is I got to come back with the drill and go back in the hole and punch through that zone because I don't know if it, where it ends. I don't know how wide it is. I mean, so they did. they followed your instructions to a T, they drilled you know, it's just, you get, you got a surprise, right? I mean, this is, this is why you guys are rushing it. Yeah. It's a yeah, rush no. assay. No, it, it, it's, I, I know it leaves everybody, you know, hanging on the cliff and I agree. I, I don't like it any more than you do, but unfortunately it's a procedure that we have to do to, to correct this. Yeah, of course. And, and, and it's not it's a, a good thing, right? It's a good it thing. Is. You're actually going to say, let's see how much further this goes. Yeah. So, so what we've done uh, since that point in time is, is the next hole in, in the advancement of this thing, we, we drilled hole number nine for the, the people listening for the first time. The hole number nine, we started off with PQ size core, three and three quarter inch, thought it was great, all oh, we're laughing. We, we drill down again, we're gonna drill underneath this uh, hole eight feet. We target with something like uh, 300 and 40 meters, somewhere around there. And we got to 325 meters, George, and twisted off the drill rods. And we probably have created the largest magnetic anomaly under the ground by leaving the drill bit and I don't know how many hundreds of feet of drill rod in the ground. That, that's, we, that's, we, uh, you, we lost making, You're making history there. Yeah, we're making history, all right. Yeah, this this fault zone, this C1 regional fault zone, it's over 100 meters wide. This is a big friggin' zone. And we know there's mineral on the other side of it. So that was hole number nine, which was abandoned. Hole number 10, which everybody's waiting for, and I am, I am I, you have no idea how much I'm waiting for this. What we did was we said, 
well, forget about trying to hit the San Rio structure. Let's just get through the North-South structure and see what's on the other side of it because we've already seen in hole 8B there was something there. So we turn the drill at right angles. So now we're going to hit this thing at, at 90 degrees with this big core and we punch through it. And sure enough, we punch right through it. Not a problem at all and hit the target zone sitting on the other side. And yes, they did go through the target. And yes, they did go into barren rock after it. So um, that was drilled great. From there, we proceeded to the north and everyone's been talking about blue sky and everything else. And, and of course, we have a duplicate east-west structure as identified by IP to the north, central north section of the property. It is bifurcated by the C1 regional fault, which we've been playing with just south of it. Um, and it's obvious it, it offsets the geophysical signature slightly. And we're, we're in the process or we plan to drill two holes. In. One hole um, is to on the Eastern section of the anomaly. And one is on the Western section of the anomaly. The anomaly itself is about 700 meters long, George. And we have finished hole number 12, which we drilled on the East end of the anomaly. And um, I would say that that hole actually went in yesterday for uh, sampling. Uh, uh, so you're going to get you're going to be getting results back pretty yeah. steady now for the next what few, just just a few weeks. Oh, it, it's it's going to yeah. And I remember we a were talking, yeah, and we were talking about this before because all the holes are being different lengths. There's a certain point in time where they're all going to start kind of starting to come out together in groups and everything else. So we're going to start seeing that I think uh, starting next week. And going forwards, add to that is now that what now we understand the effect the north cell structures are having, and, and we know they're mineralized, but also what they have on the east west structures. And adding that and going back into the underground workings um, that were put in by the previous owner to, to extract the two bulk samples one of the oxide and one of the sulfides. We went back underground, we remapped that looking for these north-south structures. And long and behold, yes, they are there. It's just they didn't recognize them last time. And so we put that into the database. And as part of this increased drilling program, George, we're going to bring a, uh, a drill, which is going to drill. A uh, second drill. You guys are adding a drill. That's correct. And we'll be drilling from underground, which will be right in the heart uh, of the mineralization. And we'll be drilling to the north and to the south in rings and, and basically what these will do is they will not uh, increase the category of the resource that is there to bring it into a, a measured but it'll actually be able to define the true width of the of the hanging wall of the structure and the foot wall of the structure and of course these are not going to be super huge holes like we're drilling now so you know we'll probably be drilling two three holes a day maybe so there's going to be news drill results coming out. And if you can imagine, if, this, if I'm at the, on the drill rig and I'm drilling this way, drilling a fan, and then I turn around and I drill a fan like this, this is how I'm going to be drilling the ore body to, to be able to get the shape and the exact grade and everything else. So we're going to be drilling fences through this underground. So it's going to be very exciting. And, and of course, that is actually going to even supply more detail to be able to model and predict how this beast is behaving with respect to the east-west structures, north-south structures.
moving back from the technical a little bit, first of all, you don't have to be a geologist to understand that if you're increasing the uh, if you're increasing the the number of the, the, the total drills by 15 by 15 percent, um, that's significant and adding a second drill. So just a natural inference there is that things are going great. But what I want to ask you directly is um, you came out of retirement for Santa Maria because yeah. you you thought this was something special. Is it meeting your expectations right now or is it actually starting to exceed your expectations because you sound like you know you're 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 pretty excited about what you're what you're potentially seeing here. Yeah, George, you, you kind of put me in a tough position there, but you know, of course I've seen the car and everything else um, don't have assays, but I, I guess you can look at it. it has it exceed my uh, expectations? Well, I certainly like what I'm seeing. And if I didn't like what I see, and I certainly, you know, being part Scottish, I wouldn't be adding another drill rate and spending more money. So you can read whatever you want into that. Um, blue sky drilling. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, and Absolutely. you're exploring why the blue, why the blue sky drilling now? and maybe just give us an idea of the timing expectations for, for us. Okay, um, this is the beginning. We, we've always talked about uh, through the whole program that we would start off and we would start off with, you know, expanding the Santa Maria our, um, uh, resource and working on the east-west structure. And then eventually, you know, once we identify these north-south structures, we believe they're there, we'd follow up on those. And then, then we'd go full, full circle going from the known to the unknown and eventually end up at the blue sky drilling. And, and here we are, we're, we're at that point in time. And, and of all the conductors uh, that we've seen or the anomalies, the best one is the central one. And it's called uh, Santa Maria SM, SMIP-04 is the anomaly. And it's 700 meters in length. It's uh, considered what they call a fat body anomaly. Um, to the east, uh, which we've completed whole SM20-12 right now, the top of the conductor was supposed to be at uh, 155 meters vertically, and, and it was, and we know what the conductor is. And the on whole SM20-13, uh, which is on the western sector, sector the top of the anomaly stops or starts at minus 250 meters vertical. Um, so as you can see, you know, these are, and I think that hole is targeted to go something like 450 meters in length. So these, these, these are indeed fat body anomalies. I mean, they're, they're not little things. And one of the press releases we put out, George, I think we put some uh, pseudo uh, sections of what these anomalies look like and the drill hole going through them. So, um, you know, th those are so sizable, you know, you're not talking like a little vein of one meters or two meters, you know, we're, we're talking tens of meters here. So, um, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. That's a, that in itself is a game changer as far as uh, what the property could look like. And at some point in the near future, um, I think it's going to be a good idea. We've talked about this. You and I will do one of these webcasts, but we'll we'll do it with the presentation on sure. screen, so yep. you can help everyone kind of visualize this because this yep. is getting this is starting to get it's starting to grow to a point. You know, it's not your just common deposit. Okay, we got the George Com deposit here, and we're doing this. This is starting to take on multiple levels and layers. 
It is. Uh, you know, you got to remember. It's great. It's fantastic. We, yeah. I mean, we, we came in here and we started with, if you want to call it, one plumbing system. And or actually, we came in here to tell you the truth, and we thought we had two plumbing systems, if you want to put it that way. And one was called, at that point in time, was called the Santa Maria vein and the Santa Maria dose veins, two veins. So you can imagine, let's call them two plumbing systems, bringing water into your house, and each one of those are three inches in diameter, right? And then we said, then we found out, well, no, actually, Santa Maria vein is on the foot wall of a structure. And on the other side of the structure is the Santa Maria dose vein on the hanging wall. So actually that's, it's one plumbing system and it's not three inches wide, it's you know 30 feet wide. So that's what we started off with. And then all of a sudden we started hitting these mineralized north cell structures of various sizes, but they're mineralized. And so now you, you, you know, you, another plumbing system, another plumbing system. So you imagine if we go to the north yep. and we're drilling east-west and big east-west ones, you know, as, as, as I said, they're fat body anomalies, big ones again. These are big conduits for mineralization. You know, you can, you can do a lot of damage in a short period of time, George. And if, it, if the story just ended there, that's all we had to say, there wouldn't be a small cap junior resource company that wouldn't love to have what you've got at Santa Maria there. But then on top of that, so you know, more on Santa Maria clearly as results come out next couple of weeks. So we're gonna have a lot to say. But then on top of that, um, you put out some news about your copper assets that you haven't been focusing on. Um, because obviously Santa Maria is, you know the flagship right now. Uh, talk to us about the copper assets. Why kind of put out that news? Well, and, and believe me, I, I, I was kind of forced to put that news out. I, I really wasn't ready to put that out, George. Why is that? Why were you forced? Why was your hand forced? Uh, there's the copper property. We refer to the copper properties as a Musqua um, copper belt assets okay in british columbia by the way for those who are yeah northern british columbia and there's there's three claim groups that comprise the assets and two of the groups were owned by one individual or one company and, and one of the other groups by another and so the one that owned the two groups um the previous i don't know previous uh, hierarchy of, of fabled before me uh, when they negotiated for those uh, properties, uh, just made, pardon my saying this, but just made a stupid deal. It was just stupid. Uh, to the point that on March 31st of this year, just passed, I would have had a made a payment to the vendor of the property of $5 million plus an advanced royalty payment of a quarter million dollars on top of that. Now, I'm sorry, Fabled Silver is drilling in Mexico and that's my goal and we're having a great time and everything else. And if you're not gonna negotiate, renegotiate that with me, you know what, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do anything with them. Yeah, we're, of course. So we went out back and we arm wrestled a little bit and we, we, we sawed it off and said, look, 
you're not going to get any advanced royalty payments. Sorry. And I'm not giving you a half million bucks. I'll give you $200,000. And so they end up agreeing upon that. Because that's a material change to the purchase of the property, we had them go public and hence we had to spill the beans on the copper assets. And I will say we are going to, to make a very strong statement to the public very shortly, George. Uh, you and I had a little chat about this already. Uh, and also within that, we will be talking about these copper assets in, in great detail. Uh, the one thing I will say um, to uh, people listening is that these copper assets, there are numerous uh, copper showings, but there's also copper deposits. And when I say deposit, that infers that there is tonnage and it has been modeled. And in this case, not only is there tonnage, there has been economics behind that. So these, these are sizable. And, and of course, with, with copper at $4 a pound, I haven't looked at it in the last couple of days, but you know, at a great price, um, the copper assets look even better today than they've ever looked. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you these things run three and a half percent copper or greater uh, over great distances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So th these would be, you know, amazing. Yeah, you and it's separate. You've got two right? separate personalities of the company now, and we do. both and both are very, very optimistic. You know, are, are very favorable. Yeah, it just makes it confusing for me, George, because am I wearing a silver hat or am I wearing a copper hat? Right. Well, I know of one way. Uh, to take care of that problem because we've seen other, other other companies who have been spinning out. I'm not going to ask you because it sounds like whatever you're going to talk about, you're going to talk about, but you know, th there have been companies, that's what they're doing now. They're trying to get full value for assets that are separate. So they're, they're just separating them. Uh, yeah. With, and, and we're, we, you know, we are talking with, we have a financial advisors and they're looking at that and they're looking at tax implication of sharehold for shareholders, everything in the best interest of shareholders. How do you unlock value for the shareholders, right? And that's the name of the game. And that, that's my job. That is my job. My job is to report to the shareholders to unlock value, to unlock value, whether it's the silver assets or, or the copper assets or a combination of both. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to, you know, getting the best for the shareholder. Absolutely. Well, Peter, it looks like, uh, up until now, anyways, you're definitely unlocking value for shareholders. Just on just on Santa Maria alone, things are going so great, and you've got these rush assays in. Can't wait to see what 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 those say. Can't can't wait for all the holes up to hole 13, right? By the way, what happens? We'll leave it on this. What happens after hole 13? Is that the regroup? Is that no, the regroup no, period? No, no. You know what? After hole 13, George is the old go back into hole 8b go to the bottom of the hole and punch through that that mineral yeah. zone that i never <laughs> got through and i guess at that point you kind of regroup and i know there's more plans he's oh, already I, talking I, about I no no we already know where we're going we you're right all going. right so it's it's going to be safe to say that fabled has got a path oh, a yeah. clear path of what's going to be doing for what the next three four five six months you you yeah. you, yeah, know, and, you know with a lot of this yeah, and the other thing too, George, you know, with a lot of this planning that's going on and we're talking about it and you and I are talking about, you know, myself and the team and everything else, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, you know, planning all this out and looking at this, what about that and evaluating this and 
adding this piece of knowledge into that or this alteration into the overall package and how does that affect on this and, you know so there, there's a all of us in the, in the team fabled you know we're, we're working our little butts off here trying to make everything rosy for everyone well uh peter honestly uh, every time we talk it just keeps getting better and better and, and i know you're not at the end game yet so for everybody watching at home there's still more work to be done but there's no doubting the value being added and the the advancement of of santa maria it's just it's exciting it's a it's almost like becoming a show that every week you want to tune back in to see what's next and uh and that is the case right we i, I would presume from the times you're telling me within the next seven to ten days you're going to be back oh well if you'll have me i'd love to be yeah yeah, yeah. are you kidding me it's 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 yeah. the you know it's the fable that's it's the fable TV show now, right? So, but all kidding aside, yeah, man. I mean, uh, absolutely, and congratulations. Well, on you know, you know, you know what, George? They, they actually, the, honest to God, some of our shareholders actually have fable T-shirts that they 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 did themselves, and I, I've heard of that being floating around. You got great shareholders, and and now you know why, right? I mean, uh, you know, well, I, thanks, thanks to them, I wouldn't be increasing the drill program. So yeah. I will do everything in my power to make it all of it, you know, as a benefit to the fabled uh, shareholders. All right, tune in next week for the fable of fabled. <laughs> thanks, Peter. Okay, great, George. Thank you. To everybody at home, you've been watching or have been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, to Peter Hawley, President, CEO of Fabled Silver Gold, FCO on the TSX Venture Exchange. Uh, and, you know, it's, Fabled is not his one-trick pony. Uh, you know, we've talked about in the past, Peter's had a couple of successful exits. He's done this uh, he and with great teams, and they're doing great things. So what you got to do is your due diligence. Is Peter going to have another success? That's the part that you got to start determining. The way you do that is get to the fabled hub on Agoracom, take a look at the profile section because we know, look, it's geology. And it's not, you know, it's not easy for everyone to understand. So what we've done on the profile section is created a nice layman's explanation overview of what they've got. But then you hop over and you can see the URL right above Peter's head there, or you can do it from Agoracom, obviously hop right over the fabled site and do more due diligence and more and do more great research and hopefully discovered your next great small cap junior resources company. Thanks for joining us. Have an amazing day. See you next time.